I think you have to have tough skin if you're working in media because you have to understand that there is no right answer. So just because you think a production should go a certain way or it should look a certain way doesn't mean that you're right. So you have to be okay with your idea not always being right. And often your idea is not the best idea. From the cubicle to the lab, the studio to the war room, climbing up the corporate ladder or joining a scrappy startup, experience a day in the life of the jobs you want. This is the Experience a Day in the Life podcast. We interview professionals, entrepreneurs, and recent grads about what a day is actually like on the job, hour by hour, or as we like to call it, they're a diddle, spelled A-D-I-T-L, which stands for a day in the life. This podcast will inspire you to gain experience beyond the classroom and launch a career of your own. We're your hosts, Chris DeBeau and Matt Poe. Welcome to part one in the two-part Producing a Better Career series. In this episode, we're going to experience a day in the life, hour by hour, of Kyle Scott, a producer at NBC News Digital, so you can decide if this is a career you can see yourself doing. Kyle produces for NBC News' Lifestyle Digital Vertical. There, he produces, shoots, and edits videos on how to make your career, health, finances, and overall life better. Kyle believes work is life and life is work, and Kyle's schedule makes sure there's as much value as he can get out of every day. A great rule of thumb to live by. Let's get right into the day. It's 5 a.m. on a Wednesday in New York City, and Kyle is just waking up, getting ready, and heading over to the gym. Today, he didn't have work work or school work to catch up on, so to the gym it was. Early morning gym sessions are important to him because it's the one hour you can't interrupt him. Let's meet Kyle and learn more about what he does. Hi, my name is Kyle Scott. I'm a producer at NBC News, technically producer slash editor because I do both. Uh, And I work for the lifestyle section of NBC News Digital. It's called Better. And we cover all things that help you have a better life from uh, fitness, um, health, personal finance, career success, and one of my favorites, life hacks. After the gym, Kyle showers and walks to work at the iconic 30 Rock buildings in New York City. He usually walks if the elements aren't working against him. He gets in at 8 a.m. and immediately meets a friend from college for coffee and breakfast. With his crazy schedule, it's better for him to see friends in the morning. I think it's important to try to stay in touch with friends as much as you can, despite all of us living very busy lives. And I find that breakfast slash coffee is one of the most effective ways to do that because often after work if I don't have business school I have to work uh like work once later or I'll have an event to go to there's always something at night that gets in the way and it's so easy to just be like oh sorry I can't make drinks tonight because I have this other thing there's nothing else to do at besides work like there's no other thing at 8 a.m. It's 9 a.m. and then you swung backstage at the third ah, hour of the Today Show. Yes. So Dr. Jen Caudle uh, was on the Today Show. Um, so my wife knows her through medical Instagram. She does all sorts of media appearances where she's using her knowledge to um, help people who are watching. Uh, so I r- went backstage just to say hi to her because my wife mentioned, like, oh, my like this person I know will be there. Go say hi. So I went to go say hi. Then I ran into Alex Fiquette, who's... Um, Instagram handle is Alex on the Plaza. He's actually Alex on the studio now because he used to be the Plaza producer for the Today Show Plaza audience. He's now the studio audience producer, so he needs to change his um, in- handle to Alex in the studio. <laughs> uh, but I just kind of was catching up with him, and he was like, "Oh, you know, you can. We have like this um, friends and family uh, opportunity for like the third hour audience now." So uh, my parents, my mother, my mother and my mother-in-law are actually going to be in the audience of the third hour of the Today Show, and I will sit with them. So I did that quickly. 
basically. And that's one of the great things also about sort of working there is you get to just run into people all of the time. So you're always in a networking mood, always saying hi and always. I am um, always saying hi to people. Yes, it's so important. Absolutely. And yeah. you, you talk also about just being able to mutually benefit both parties. What are some tips that you have for college students to offer value to somebody that they want advice from, but they necessarily don't have the experience or expertise to offer them same value? College students know what's in right now. They know like the the, the lingo. They sound so old, but it's so true. Here's the thing. My sister-in-law is a junior at Penn State. She knows more about social media and what's sort of hot right now and like little Instagram tips than I do. Which is crazy because I work in media. So depending on what field you're in, it's specifically relevant to media where so much of what I think about every day is how can we better reach an audience? How can we better convey our message to an audience in a way that delivers more value to that audience? But even if you're not in media, I'm sure there's something that you can find that you know that that person may not know. Now it's 9.30 and Kyle is working on a video for Better featuring Kay Brown. She's the social media producer at a millennial-focused website called Betches. This video is about how to become a social media influencer. First order of business on this particular day is post-production tasks, such as reading through the transcript to craft the video. But let's take a step back and learn how Kyle prepares and conducts the interviews themselves, or at least this interview, because all interviews are different. What is the research like in preparing for these interviews for you? It depends on the person. I love interviewing authors because they have a book. So the key is to read the book. Not every interviewer reads the book. But if you're interviewing someone who wrote a book, just read the book. You're going to have a much richer conversation because you're both talking on the same level. And you're going to be able to pick out very specific details from that book that you wouldn't get from just reading a press release. If that person doesn't have a book, have a phone call with them. You have to know going to that phone call why you're having why you're doing the interview to begin with. There has to have been some sort of impetus for you to contact that person and want to put them on camera. Uh, so knowing that, it's then a matter of in that pre-interview phone call through the research phase, teasing out exactly what it is that you want to talk about. And even before I get on that phone call, I'll look at what they've published. I like articles if they don't have a book. I'll look at their social media. So um, it's diving in on that phone call is important. Because a lot of your interviews are on site, right? Like what's like a good checklist, survival guide to succeed on shoots like this? Be prepared. Be prepared. Uh, have everything planned out beforehand. Uh, when you're on, on set, sort of on location, you should know exactly what you're doing. You should know all the camera angles that you want to have set up. You should know how much time you have. It's just the more preparation you put before you get there, the smoother your day will run. And also, uh, like if we expand this beyond news, like film world, time is money. Like every single second on a film set matters because if you run out of light, if you run out of time, that's pushing you to the next day and everything's based on day rates. So you need as, to cram as much as possible into that day. Uh, so the more prepared and advanced you can be, the much happier you'll be and the much smoother your day will run. So you need a camera. You need lighting. You need audio. audio. Anything else? That's the basics uh, for like the technical side, right? So there's there's really two ways I look at it. There's the technical side and the editorial side. Editorial is what are we talking about? What is the interview going to be? Uh, and what is the content? Um, that's one thing. Then it's how do we execute on that, which is the technical side. So um, I love moving shots. I love, love, love having a slider or, or a Ronin or something. So I try as much as possible to have one of my camera angles be on a slider. Um, I love walk and talks. 
but motivated. Here's the thing. Motivated walk and talks. I have a big pet peeve against the random walking from point A to point B for no reason other than just to walk. Every single frame in your video needs to have a purpose. So every, every walk that you do needs to have a purpose. There's a great video that he produced for better on his website, kylescott.com. It's called, So You Deleted Facebook, Now What? Go check it out and see what he means by motivated walk and talks. Back to his general production workflow. During the actual interview itself... I'm off camera for these this series that I do, which is sort of like people giving their life advice. Uh, it's, it's sort of in your own words. So the challenge of that is that you don't have bridges in between thoughts. Uh, it's all just like a, a monologue to a large degree. So you have to be really conscious about edit pacing. Uh, you have to be really conscious about linking thoughts from each other. So when you're actually asking the questions, you have to be editing in your mind. Because when you, when it comes to the edit, when you're actually sitting in front of your computer, all you have is words on a page. And that's it. If you didn't ask a question, if you didn't get some sort of transition thought, it doesn't exist. You can't just manufacture it. So it's very important to be thinking that they answer the full question and don't sort of just start in the middle. Like If I ask you a question, you're likely to respond to me without just in a conversation without repeating the question. That would be weird if we were having like at a, at a bar having a drink and everything I asked you, you started repeating back to me. But in a media interview, it's very important if the interviewer is not going to be on camera. So because of that, uh, when you're actually doing the interview, very important to ask them to rephrase things. Um, so I will then take the transcript, which is many, many, many times longer than the actual video is going to be, and I piece it together. When I go into the interview, I know the main points that I want to get out of it. Often I'll do a pre-interview, so we talk beforehand what exactly we're going to cover. So when I actually ask the questions on camera, we get to all the points that I know will make for a good video. Then it's just experience over time. I was a, It took me a lot longer to do this when I started than where I am now. Now I can do it pretty quickly. Uh, I know what I, what I want to be in each section. I need some sort of intro that like establishes the problem. We need to get to some sort of tips and then we need to get to some sort of conclusion. So Kay York City is the Betches social media producer. Her real name is Kay Brown, but her Instagram handle is Kay York City. And the video was called How to Be a Social Media Influencer. And I follow you on Instagram at Kyle Scott Film. Go follow him. And I see that you post a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. And in that video, she talks about like personal brand. What's your personal brand, would you say? And do you think it's fully developed? My brand is not fully developed. So what I try to do with Instagram, though, my own Instagram, is give you an inside look at sort of the life of a producer. Uh, I think it's this nebulous topic that people don't necessarily understand. What does a producer do, right? Like you, you can imagine what a director does. They say, uh, you know, action, and they tell people what to, how to move around on the set. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more to it than that. You know what an actor does. You know what a sound person does. You know what a journalist does. Uh, but you don't necessarily know the role of a producer. And to me, the role of a producer is making stuff happen. Just making it happen. Uh, coming up with the idea, getting booking the crew, getting the talent, like fitting all these puzzle pieces together in a way that makes sense and accomplishes the original goal of the project. Uh, so I try to give a sense of what that life is like. So what can you do to more develop your brand? I can post more often. <laughs> I am not very consistent. Uh, what that means is I need to take more photos. Uh, I probably need to stop being so afraid of posting the perfect photo and just post something that is on brand. I can better engage with my followers. If you want to build a social media following, you have to engage with the broader community, even the community of people who don't follow you. That's the only way you can get followers. But that takes time.
So Kyle's reviewing the transcript, as we mentioned, to craft the interview video. He's also working with the graphics person who he describes as the best in the biz. Mike Basilico. <laughs> and then um, you were also having your intern um, yes. coordinate some Instagram posts and video clips. Yes. So your thoughts on this activity was that content creation is a collaborative endeavor, that you as a leader are good with coming up with the idea and getting people excited about it. Can you talk more about how you do that? How do you best get people excited about your idea? I think it's really important to figure out what everyone's unique motivation is. So if I'm trying to explain to a, let's just say a graphics person, why working on this video is going to be really cool. It probably has something to do with getting to try a new graphic style, maybe being able to push his or her skills a little bit further into a more interesting area. Uh, probably that is a lot more relevant to that person than maybe if I'm talking to a camera person who I want to talk about the opportunity for great light, like lighting environments, and like, oh, we're going to be in this in this New York City interview, for example. We shot in the Soho Grand uh, in their their upstairs bar room, which is this beautiful bar um, that I actually love going to sort of socially, but uh, I had an opportunity to shoot in there. So I told the, the person who's working with, like, we have this awesome, beautiful bar to shoot in. Like, how cool is that? Because uh, he wasn't doing the interview, right? He's just interested in, like, the camera and the lighting and stuff like that. So it's figuring out what everyone's motivation is um, and then tailoring your message to uniquely reach that person's motivation. So you um, were spending all morning on the KYC interview. Yes. Now it is lunchtime. It what is are you lunchtime. doing then? For lunchtime, I uh, like to sometimes go to this deli on Madison Avenue. Uh, it's important for me to sort of take walks throughout the day. <laughs> Sounds weird, but it's true because if I'm in the middle of an edit or I'm thinking about how some sort of video should flow or, or what types of questions I should ask someone in an interview, sometimes it helps to step away from that for a bit. And then I often solve the biggest problem problems when I step away and stop thinking about it. So for me, going to walk to get something for lunch uh, is, is helpful in that regard. Another way to prevent getting stuck is to stay organized. Kyle and his team especially need to do this because they have so many files to keep track of per project. Every producer's nightmare is media management. <laughs> we have a really strong folder structure that I want to say my my boss actually set, set up, Matt Toder. The, the way the folder structure works, so each each different video has a, like a master folder, so each sort of project. And then within that, there's different subfolders of like audio files go here. So And then within audio is like VO, music, sound effects, and then like documents. So you put transcripts in there. Then media, and then that divides into um, photos and video. So I know where all that goes. Then there's a folder for final exports. So I know where all my finals are. There's a folder for roughs. And those are, oh, and then a folder for graphics also. So it's so, so, so important to have an organized media drive. So that's just the media. And then all my projects are organized. Like the actual, once you actually go into Premiere, it's all organized by a very similar folder structure. So I always know where to find everything. And I will never, for the rest of my career, I will never change that. Now it's 1230 and Kyle is back from lunch and starting to work on finishing the scripts for the videos he worked on with Megan Murphy. She's the executive editor of Good Housekeeping. These shoots for these videos took place over two days at her house in New Jersey. So what we did, this was a hack video about a better way to clean your kitchen. And we walked through sort of different like stations that I have set up in her kitchen. But I did it in a way that it sort of reveals as you go. Like, oh, we're just in the kitchen. Oh, and there's a toaster. And then we clean the toaster. And oh, there's a bowl of like lemons. And we do, we do something with that. But it's all one take. 
of her walking around her kitchen and cleaning the kitchen. We have really cool graphics. But it's just like, it's, it's the other way to shoot that video is let's put a camera on a tripod and Megan stands in front of the camera and just like stands at the sink and does stuff. That's incredibly boring. Who right. wants to watch that? Totally. But you add in movement and you add in like choreography and like reveals. All of a sudden that becomes a very interesting video. And that's the goal at the end of the day is produce videos that people find interesting and will watch and learn something from. The challenge with these videos where they were a single take. So it had to be very choreographed in order to get everything exactly where I wanted it. So it's very important to have a detailed script. So Megan sent over sort of some notes on what she thinks the hacks in this video should be. And then it's up to me as the producer slash director of this to turn that into sort of camera speak. Uh, where are these things going to be in the kitchen? And what order are we going to see them? What elements are we going to see? So it's one thing to say, like, all right, now we're going to clean the toaster with a toothbrush. Where is the toaster? Like, I have to put, like, we need toaster and a toothbrush, like, on a props list to make sure that we have these things when they're ready. Um, does it make sense to do the toaster before or after we do, like, the blender? Um, and there's a there's a reason. So what ultimately ended up happening, the story in this this hack video, right, and this goes back to the power of storytelling, Everything you do should ideally have some sort of story. We're welcoming it into her house. She's like, oh, I have some hacks to show you. Then she makes us a smoothie because we're thirsty. And, oh, now that we drank something, now we're hungry. So we have the toast. Instead of just, like, randomly, here's a toaster, here's a blender, it's, there's, there's something motivating this video. And that's, that just makes it so much more interesting to watch. So now it's 1.30. And you are meeting with Stephanie Rule, her assistant and her producer, to discuss a new series. You want to talk about that? Yes, we are doing Better Rules. Uh, her Amazing. last name is Stephanie Rule. <laughs> so let's add better in front of that. Better Rules is awesome. So the idea for this is sort of what is this like mental shift or mindset that you can make to live a better life? So earlier this week, we interviewed at her house, uh, we interviewed Seth Godin, who is uh, this author, this blogger about this idea of your lizard brain. So all of us have evolved from a common ancestor. And at the center of our brains as humans um, is this little almond shaped piece of the brain. And it's it's what kicks in when someone angers you and you want to lash out immediately. It's also what kicks in uh, when you have a big career change that you're about to make, it's that thing that holds you back. It's designed to keep you safe. But that's because it was designed in a time of, of uh, this time of sort of Neanderthals where we were all running around outside afraid of these big animals that could literally kill us. It's not the society that we live in today. So because of that, uh, it actually hurts us more than it helps us. You're never going to get rid of it. It's that gut instinct. Knowing it's there, though will help you overcome it. And that is what this interview was about. So we met with Stephanie to talk through this new series idea, come up with some guests that we could interview about little mind shifts that you can make. So that one was sort of overcoming your um, your lizard brain. Another idea that I had was why we're better at giving advice and taking our own advice. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so that's one that I want to do, but like recognizing the problem and then how do you solve it? Um, and what are these better rules to live by? So we met with um, Stephanie in her office uh, to talk through all of that. 2.30 rolls around and Kyle is attending the NBC News editorial meeting where the entire NBC newsroom comes together to talk about what each vertical is working on. 
And this is important because sometimes it's easy to get so involved in your little area of coverage, uh, you lose sight of the bigger picture. So I fit within the digital original video department. So uh, there are three different content verticals. I work for Better, which is the lifestyle section. You have Mock, which is science, technology, future. And then you have Think, which is the opinion section. Uh, in addition, there's, and there's one video producer for each. Then we have several uh, sort of doc producers or mini doc, mini documentary producers who produce five to seven minute uh, more hard newsy pieces, but they're features. So they'll they'll do a deep dive into a character that's having a problem with something that's in the news. Now it's 3 p.m. and Kyle is connecting with Megan Murphy, who is the executive editor of Good Housekeeping and Alex Monroe, the director of photography. One of the decisions I need to make as a, as a producer is when I when do I shoot it and when do I bring in someone else to do it? It's very hard to do everything. Uh, there's a reason why sort of big, we're talking like big budget stuff, uh, big budget movies, everyone does a very specific job. It's because you're monotasking on that one thing and it's important to get that one thing right. Um, so if I'm, for these videos, I really wanted to make sure that I was focused on getting the message correctly and listening to what Megan was saying and making sure that the hacks that we were demonstrating were actually coming across well on video. If I was also shooting that, it makes it harder because I'm also paying attention to focus. I'm paying attention to, is the audio sound good? I'm paying attention to what the, the frame is and the, sort of the composition of the shot. And then because these were sort of like more walk and talky, uh, we then had to thought, all right, where are we moving next? It's just, it's too much to be able to do all of that effectively uh, at the same time. So for this, I brought in Alex uh, and we talked that for the sort of the short videos, the longer walk and talks, we're actually a bigger crew. But for these short videos, uh, it was me and Alex and Megan. So we talked through with Megan about what she was going to be showing on camera. So I was referring back to the sort of the outlines and the scripts that I had written earlier in the day. Uh, and then with Alex, we were talking about technical things like, oh, this is the garage. It's going to be a little bit darker. So we need to make sure that we bring extra lighting. So the stars of these videos, are they always this involved in the production? Meaning that you come to them with the idea like we want better hack life hacks for your kitchen and they come up with the actual tasks or? It, dep it depends. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's no straight answer. <laughs> It depends upon who it is. Okay. Um, so did she did she offer those hacks? Yeah. So, okay. but she's the expert on this. So, mm. um, for me, it was taking her knowledge and being able to translate that into a video. She's the executive editor of Good Housekeeping. She knows everything about everything when it comes to like hacks for living a better life. So she's going to come up with the ideas, but then it's my job to translate that for an audience in a way that makes sense. So you're collaborating a lot with people, like you said, experts in that area. How do you approach a disagreement on, like, I guess, editorial or production? And do you ever go ahead and do it anyway, even if they express that they don't want a certain thing to happen? It's a collaborative process. But in a creative environment, there's no right answer. So it's expressing your opinion and then ultimately someone outranks someone so they're going to have the the final say at the end of the day but it's a it's a collaborative creative process so there's no right answer so i would think that you have some pretty tough skin i think you have to have tough skin if you're working in media because you have to understand that there is no right answer so just because you think a production should go a certain way or it should look a certain way doesn't mean that you're right you know this isn't math um so you have to be okay with your idea not always being right. And often your idea is not the best idea. Um, 
everyone is colored by their individual background. That's why diversity is so great. When you bring different people with different backgrounds together, you're able to get the best product because everyone's bringing their individual life and professional experiences to the table. And because of that, something that you may not have thought of Someone else thinks of. And then something that uh, that other person wouldn't have thought of, you think of. And then by working on it together and discussing the problem together and everyone being free to come up with ideas and throw ideas out there and bang them around and see what sort of stays and what goes, you end up getting a much better product. It's now 4 p.m. and it's time to check on the progress his intern is making. The way I framed it to begin with was we're doing this video back at York City. It's about her social media, so I need sort of a very specific examples of her her actually carrying out her tips. So one of her tips, for example, was cross-promotion. So this idea that you can, if you tag someone else and then they t- post the same photo and tag you, you'll be able to double your audience because double the amount of people will see it. Um, so we had to find examples of that. So that I actually had to ask Kay for. But before I asked Kay for it, I did a quick search through myself just to see if there's anything obvious that was sort of I may have seen. Kyle is enrolled in NYU's MBA program, and tonight he has his leadership class to attend from 6 to 9. To get there on time, he leaves the office around 5 and grabs a salad for dinner on his way to class. We'll learn more about why he decided to get his MBA next in part two of this series, so stay tuned for that. Tell me about this leadership class that you went to. So leader, this leadership class is about um, sort of how to, how to lead in modern organizations. And it's really recognizing that leadership is not a formal position thing. It's not because I have a higher title than you, I get to make all the decisions. Um, or that the person with the higher title um, is the best leader. Um, leadership is about enacting change wherever you are in the organization, whatever that change may be. And a big point that that our professor makes, Professor um, Lisa Leslie at NYU, is that there's a difference between management and leadership. Management is keeping things the way they are. If you want to be a leader, you have to change things. You have to change them for the better. And it's about learning, really learning how to enact change in a way that's fair and ethical and effective. After class, Kyle goes out for some drinks with fellow students from his block. In case you didn't know, blocks are groups of students in business school that take your core classes with you. A lot of people, when they talk about master's programs, it's about the network, they say. Are you meeting a lot of people? I am meeting a lot of people. I think the key is finding the right people um, to, to talk to and develop relationships with. They're all part of a larger ecosystem of your network. So while it is important to meet everyone and get to get to talk to everyone, it's also very important to be strategic about who you're de- really developing those relationships with because time is f- finite, right? You only have so much time. So you have to be really strategic about what events you're going to, how you're balancing networking with class, with school, with your other personal relationships that exist. So it's all this giant puzzle and balancing act. Kyle gets home by 10.30 p.m. and catches up with his wife on how their day went. Kyle is in bed by 11 to do it all again tomorrow. Some could look at Kyle's schedule and think his work-life balance is all out of whack, but Kyle doesn't think so. I don't believe there's such a thing as work-life balance. It's all work and it's all life. And that's how you, to me, how to live a fulfilling life. You have to be doing something that you love so much that it's not work. There are some times that I actually say, are they really paying me to do this? <laughs> I would do this for free. And it's it's so true. Like to be able to, to, to play with cameras and tell people stories and meet people every single day and help amplify their message and, and, and tell whatever they're trying to, to tell and get across to a bigger audience is so rewarding. 
So for me, work is life and life is work. Um, you know, when I'm out with my with friends, it's like we're constantly talking about the news or I'm trying to help them figure out how to like change their me- like let's say they're doing a job interview, I'm trying to help them figure out using what I know about storytelling to like help them sell themselves. It's just fun. So it doesn't really matter. The social life is work and work is social life. But if you like what you do, it doesn't have to feel like work. So you just experienced a day in the life of a producer at NBC News Digital. But how does one actually become a producer? In part two of the Producing a Better Career series, join us as we go through Kyle Scott's career journey and experiences leading up to where he is today. Although Kyle didn't study communications or journalism in college, his first job was working at the PAGE program at NBC, and he's been there ever since, working in all different sectors of media and business. To learn how his curiosity and passion for media and business inspired his career decisions, stay tuned. At Experience a Day in the Life, we're building an online library of content all focused on a diddle, or a day in the life of different jobs and professions across the world in all different industries. So if you want to share your a diddle, you can do so at xadiddle.com slash share dash my dash a diddle. That's x-a-d-i-t-l dot com slash share dash my dash a-d-i-t-l. Thanks for listening. Head over to exadiddle.com. That's X-A-D-I-T-L.com. There you can find the show notes for this series and more A Day in the Life articles. And you can get to know us and our guests more by joining our communities on social media. Follow at exadiddle on Instagram and on LinkedIn by searching for Krista Bowe and Matt with one T Poe. If you learned something in this episode, please take some time to help our mission by leaving a positive rating and review of the show. Each week, we bring you a new interview series with guests from different jobs and different industries. In each series, we'll live a specific day in the life, hour by hour, and experience their career journey. So don't forget to subscribe.